Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Girls Next Level. It is the holiday season. It is the holiday season. So we are excited. We're extra festive today. Yeah, speaking of um, holidays, Christmas carols and stuff like that, did you know, and I just, I guess I did this a couple years ago, but I just figured it out, that John Legend and Kelly Clarkson changed the words to that song, Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, I didn't know they changed the words, but I knew there was like an uproar over that song. They're like, <laughs> they're like your body your choice in there and stuff like that. Oh my that. God, that's funny. But I funny. really wish you would stay kind of thing. And I was like, wait, did they change the words to this? That is so funny. Yeah, I had no idea. It needed an update because it, every Christmas for like the past five years, Twitter was like ablaze with how creepy that song was. It's funny. Forever, I've loved that song and I didn't even think anything of it. I mean, I did. I mean, actually, I did think of it like, wow, you know, it's really pushy. But like at the same time, like I just liked it. Mm-hmm. And then when the uproar came up, I was like, oh, oh, dang, they're going to cancel this song and I really like it still, but I get it. I get why they're doing it. And then now they just redid the words and I'm like, okay, cool, we all win. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Okay, I wanted to get you this as a Christmas present and I am going to tell you what it is now because Uh I can't now. (laughs) Olive Garden did PJs. What? Yeah, like onesie zip up PJs for like the whole family. I would and they have totally like the salad and breadsticks on it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm ordering these for Holly and I. So I go, I click immediately as soon as I see the email, I click on it to email it. They're sold out in adults. And I'm like, damn. And then I was like, oh wait, kids, extra large. I bet that fits us. So I put the I put two in my cart and then I go just to check the sizes real quick. Go back. Sorry, sold out. That fast. You know what annoys me is how everything sells out these days. Yeah, why does this have to be a limited quantity thing? Yeah, it's weird. But it makes me want them even more now. I know. I'm so bummed. Like, because the the um, child extra larges would have fit us. I want to see what they look like now. That sounds so <laughs> they cute. They were like green, like dark green. They have like salads and breadsticks on them. Oh stuff. my God. Yeah, we need those for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought they were so cute. Anyway, we can, we can get on to uh, actual holiday stuff now if you want. So what would you say today is your favorite part of the holidays? I just really love decorating and just being in it every day. And I actually dread it happening. I don't want to say dread. That's so like looming. But like I, I like it to extend as long as possible because when the day actually gets there, like I feel like there's like a little bit of a morning after the holidays are over. Oh, no, the time period after the holidays is disgusting. It's just like all the magic in life is gone and you're on to January, which is like the most boring month. And it's always very dreary. Even in L.A., I feel like January is very dreary. We need to create some January traditions because I know the exact feeling. And even when I was a kid, like my favorite things were obviously presents and just that feeling of coziness and just like everybody's kind of in a better mood. But I would kind of hate it when the actual day would get there after you're done opening presents because it's kind of that feeling of it's all over. Exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. It's so sad. And then when you take down, I usually 
take down all my um, Christmas decorations on New Year's Day while I'm watching like the parade and mm-hmm. stuff. And once you get it all down, it just feels like I feel like the house feels empty too. Yeah. And you just feel like you're really missing like this big part of your life that was yours for like a month and a half. Yeah, <laughs> or I know. Two months or I know the feeling. We need like a January holiday because. It's dreary out there. But we have our moment to look forward to. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's February 9th. We're doing a live podcast through Moment. So you can get tickets at moment.co slash girlsnextlevel. And we are going to be going through all the Playboy-related blind items, urban legends, anything we can weigh in on, debunk, confirm, elaborate on. We're so excited about it. And that's right before Valentine's Day. So we're calling it Blind Date with the Blind Items and doing a little Valentine's theme. Yeah, it should be fun. So seeing as we're both such big holiday people, I was wondering, when you moved into the mansion, did you have any expectation of what the holidays were going to be like living there as a girlfriend? Or did anything fall short or surpass your expectations? Um... I was just really excited to be there for the holidays because my first Christmas in LA was so lonely. I think I talked about it on another podcast, but like I moved to LA in December, not realizing the whole city just shuts down. And I didn't feel comfortable leaving because I just got there. Like I can't just leave now. And so I um, spent the holidays in LA. I literally got a blow up tree from Ikea. It was like a green Christmas tree. But <laughs> I didn't even know up. they made those. And it had like this little popcorn confetti inside. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was my tree. And I just remember being so sad and so lonely and thinking about what might be going on at the mansion. Obviously thinking about what my family was doing and how they were spending it and just being like devastated that it was like so alone so alone so I was excited the next year to be at the mansion for the holidays it is a little bit sad being away from my family because I've always done big Christmas events or all the holidays with my big family and stuff but um but I was excited to do it with the mansion and to see how everything went and a little bit nervous too because I was still I was I was living there but I still had my apartment yeah and I was kind of torn because my sister came to spend Thanksgiving with me too. So she was at my apartment, but I didn't feel comfortable asking if she could come to the mansion. Yeah. So I wanted to get back to the apartment. So it was kind of like, this is Thanksgiving I'm talking about. So it was like kind of a balancing act. Yeah, totally. What do you think or how did you feel about the rule that girlfriends were not allowed to go home for Christmas? Because that's one of the rules that when I tell people about it, they're like, what? You weren't allowed to go home for Christmas? Yeah. I mean, I like I said a million times, I'm super close to my family. I really wanted to go home for the holidays. Um, but there was something special about being at the mansion for the holidays, too. So I wasn't I wasn't anti, but it did it did uh, suck to know you couldn't. You absolutely couldn't go home. Yeah, for me, that rule wasn't the biggest deal. Kind of like the curfew, I didn't really mind just because I wasn't interested in going out. And for me, my feeling about it was kind of like, you know, when you grow up, you're not spending Christmas with like your birth family anymore. You're like sending it with your significant other. And I know a lot of people still go home for Christmas when they're adults or like whole extended families will get together. But for me, I just kind of felt like, oh, this is like my grown up Christmas now. Like I'm with my significant other and not my parents but the rule itself felt pretty ridiculous to me simply because he had so many girlfriends and you really need to make a rule where they all have to be 
at the mansion on Christmas and nobody can go home to see their family. Yeah. It seems a little sus to me. Right. Like over controlling. Like you have like one main girlfriend who's happy to be there for Christmas. So why can't everybody else? And I'm not saying that in a way like I was wishing you guys would go home on Christmas. It's not even coming from that place. It's just like the sense of ridiculousness about it. Like if it is important for somebody else to go home and see their family, like why can't they do that? Yeah, well, I have mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I totally see why he has to be like, no, you have to be here for the holidays. He has, he, it's really important for him to have his girlfriends there for that look and everything. And if everybody just left him on the holidays, how lonely would that be? If like, here you are, you know, have this like whole clan of girlfriends and party posse, but you're still alone on the holidays, that would be really sad. But and it then wasn't I, public though, you know, it wasn't, yeah, but even, I feel like that could be even worse, like sitting home alone on the holidays. But he invited so many people over. Like the Christmas dinners were like, how many people do you think came to those Christmas dinners? Like 40? I was going to say like 40. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I know. But I mean, it's like going to an event without your boyfriend or something that you've been with for a long time. Like you would feel lonely and like alone, even in a room full of people. Now, I'm not saying that's an excuse for him. Mm -hmm. I'm just like trying to put myself in his shoes, like how he felt about it. But I agree. If you have somebody who's not going to go home for the holidays, mm -hmm. then let somebody else go home. But then I feel like that gets tricky, too, because I feel like girls will be fighting over whose year it is and whose exactly. turn it is to go home and why it's more important that they go home and you saw your parents, your parents live closer, mine are farther away. Like all yeah. the fighting that might've ensued if he said, okay, half of you can go home, but the other half have to stay. Like, how do we figure out who that is? Yeah, and did people go home to visit their family like before Christmas ever? I don't really remember. I just remember the first year I was there, a girl went home, quote unquote, to visit her family. But then one of the other girls narked on her and said, no, she's visiting a boyfriend. And then she got kicked out and she got kicked out in like a very dramatic way that kind of made an impression on me. Yeah. No, I think you absolutely could go home early for it. You just needed to be there on the actual like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day mm -hmm. and like New Year's Eve thing you couldn't miss any of the events around it but I think you could be gone all the way up till December 23rd yeah I think that viewers of the girls next door didn't necessarily know that that was a rule because we only do one Christmas episode on girls next door and that's in season three and you see Kendra's mom and grandma come up for one of the dinners I don't know if it was Christmas or Christmas Eve I think it was just Christmas Eve but the way it's cut on the show it looks like they're there for Christmas so you kind of get that sense of like oh they get to see their families too even though that wasn't really the case yeah it definitely wasn't the case. Kendra just happened to have parents that lived really close, not parents, but like her mom Family. and her grandma that lived close by and like always wanted to be in the mix. But that wasn't the case for everybody else. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if my family ever came for any of the holidays. I don't think so, though. Mine didn't either because they usually like to come visit California like in the summer. Mine didn't because, like I said, we have such a big family and my parents' parents were still alive and aging, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so they felt it was important for them to be with all their brothers and sisters and their parents and all the, you know, nieces and nephews and grandkids and stuff like that. So that was the much bigger thing. I feel like I think they would have felt like they were abandoning their family if they came just to visit me. Yeah. For, you know, the holidays. So I don't think they did. That makes sense. So you really liked the Thanksgiving food, right? Yes, I thought it was so good. Well, after a while, they started making my mom's rolls on Thanksgiving, too. And I love that roll recipe. And then I love the deviled eggs and, of course, the turkey. Did you like it? 
No, I think I mentioned on an earlier podcast, like I'm just not into Thanksgiving food, period. And it had nothing to do with the mansion or the mansion chefs or anything like that. It had to do has to do solely just with me. I just don't love turkey or stuffing or mashed potatoes. I'm neither here nor there. Um, so I always just like... I mean, I can always find something to eat. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll eat a piece of turkey just because it is Thanksgiving. And the, the rolls were always amazing. And there was always some soup or salad or whatever. So I was able to eat things. But yeah, this has plagued me ever since I was a little kid. And I used to be, like, so hungry every Thanksgiving. And I would try and, like, beg my parents to take me to a fast food place after we... So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records left all the families for dinner, but nothing was ever open. And so at the mansion, I was always able to find something to eat. But then um, one year I discovered that the staff, they don't have time to sit down and eat like a regular meal on Thanksgiving because they're so busy. And Brian Alea goes out and gets them all Western bacon cheeseburgers from Carl's Jr., it was like the Yum. only fast food place open. Yum. So eventually, at first I was too scared to ask if I could be a part of that because I thought Hev would get pissed if I came down with a with a Western bacon cheeseburger, but they would bring it up to my room ahead of time and I'd be so excited. And then, um, and then I'd come downstairs and just like fake it. But then um, eventually I was just like, forget it. Just put the Western bacon cheeseburger on my plate. And so I would come down there and there'd be like a Western bacon cheeseburger on my plate and it was so good. Best Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> I think the Western bacon cheeseburger deserves some fine china. It does, for sure. I think there's even a picture of my scrapbooks with the Western bacon cheeseburger on my plate, and I'm taking like a big old bite of it. Oh, you have to post that on the Patreon for sure. Oh, I will. Do you know how the staff celebrated by any chance? Like, Because a lot of them probably had to work on the holidays, obviously. With Western bacon cheeseburgers. How else? <laughs> Um, on Thanksgiving, I mean, yeah, they, they got Western bacon cheeseburgers for sure. And, um, and then I remember like at the end of the meal, both on Thanksgiving and on Christmas, uh, Hef would tell all the staff to come out and stand around and like all the guests would get up and give them like a standing ovation and stuff. And I always thought it was really sweet. Yeah, they deserved it for sure. And then for like Christmas and stuff like that, um, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that they took turns, like whether they took Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And then obviously we had some employees that celebrated Hanukkah. So that's a different date usually. So I think it it worked out. That makes sense. But undoubtedly, somebody was always having to work on the holidays. Yeah, for sure. They were busy days at the mansion. Another thing I noticed when I was looking at my scrapbook of that era is just how much, especially that first year, we went out 
during the holidays. Like it wasn't like, oh, it's Christmas week, so we're not going to go to the club. Oh no, nothing. Oh no. That. In fact, I feel like for the first year, it looks like we're going out even more. Like he just kept adding all these days, and I'm like, holy shit, we were busy. Yeah, because all the clubs are throwing their their Christmas parties or their Christmas mm-hmm. events and stuff, and they want Hef there because they kind of promote that Hef's going to be there with all his girlfriends and stuff. So there yeah. were like lots of Christmas or holiday type party things that we were going to all the time at the clubs. (laughs) Yeah, so it wasn't like a week off or a week off between Christmas and New Year's. It was like you're going out more than ever. Mm -hmm. And that year was the first year was a nightmare because that was when all the other girlfriends were starting to move out and there were so many girls who wanted to move in that by the time January hit we were going out and there were like 20 girls in the stretch limo. It was just like hectic. Yeah, well, because I started coming out a couple months later and it was like that. Yeah. Like just crazy amounts of girls trying to to come out. And that year we went to Candy Cane Lane. If you guys don't know, Candy Cane Lane is this place in the valley outside of LA. And it's a street where everybody decorates their house really big for Christmas. And we just like got in the limo and had champagne and went and looked at Christmas lights. So that was a wholesome activity. Yeah. (laughs) That was off the beaten path. I didn't come around till 2002 for holidays. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was around in 2001 a little bit, but like 2002 is when I came around for the holidays. And and that Thanksgiving was my first Thanksgiving there. And it was extra special because I was also moving, starting to move in that weekend. Yeah. Like I had been coming out since May, Mm -hmm. but, um, and, and pretty much living in bedroom three, but still had my apartment. And if you remember, I had a lease on it until December. So Thanksgiving weekend, I was like moving all my stuff in and, um, there was a lot going on I felt like and it just felt very cozy to move into the mansion at the holiday time I bet it's like the perfect time and and even though I loved my apartment it just felt good to like be at the mansion where there's all these people around and you know that time of year when everybody's feeling all festive and cozy also you can weigh in on this too like what were the mansion decorations like what did you think of the tree I thought the tree was very traditional and normal. Yeah, it was just kind of like underwhelming, I thought. it was Underwhelming all, for sure. It was all like just kind of generic wooden ornaments because the thing was, was they had the two large dogs that kind of roamed the house and they didn't want, like I guess Hef's wife didn't want any glass ornaments. She banned all glass ornaments because they could conceivably fall off the tree and a dog could step on it. I did not know that. Yeah, but my philosophy was more like this property is huge. Let's limit where the dogs can go because they're pissing all over the carpet. Yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't put up a little fence and just not have them go in the living room. That's what we eventually did. Yeah, or or every day. Or every because day, there was yeah. Piss every- that's true. That <laughs> people is true. ask me that too. Like when I was doing my YouTube reviews, people would weigh in and be like, "Well, if you complain about the dog piss, why weren't you ever cleaning it up?" And it's like we did clean up after our own dogs, but there were like two big dogs roaming the house at all times, pissing and shitting everywhere, and it just wasn't anything. There wasn't like one person on the staff whose job it was to make sure that was clean or it wasn't really like a niche concern with housekeeping. It would be a full-time job for somebody. It really would. But it's just like, I mean, we did clean up after our dogs and take our dogs out and stuff. But like if the big dogs are running around and nobody's observing them and they can go anywhere in the house, like it improved later on when we took out a lot of the carpet and kind of limited where the dogs could go and like cleaned up all the stuff from the hallway because Archie felt like he had to lift his leg and piss on everything. Like it cleaned up eventually, but for a while it was just like it wasn't our fault. 
Yeah, and I feel like too, unless you saw it in the in progress happening, like you wouldn't know that the dog just peed there. Exactly. But another tradition we used to do at the mansion was holiday photos with us girls as a gift for Hef. Yeah, because we didn't know what to get him. Like, what do you get the man who has everything? There is nothing to get him. And he's like, yeah, and he's like the ultimate scrapbooker. So, of course, he wants like photos and things like that. So we would get together. Holly would try and organize it. We would get together and do these group photos. Which was not always fun. It was not fun. The first time it happened, like the first year I moved in, I forget who organized it. It wasn't me, obviously, because I was brand new. But all the girls got together. There were like, I want to say there were like five of us plus one girl who wasn't officially a girlfriend, but she was going out with us. And the guy who took the photos was like one of David LaChapelle's assistants who was starting his own thing. And we were all like in red lingerie and it was a cute photo. So because that had been done the first year, I kind of felt like that was a tradition I needed to take over the next year when I was the main girlfriend. So I had everybody get together. I had everybody wear like long white dresses, like really pretty and I had Hef's photographer like take photos of us together around the mansion and it was just a little awkward because like I'm trying to do something that's like inclusive for the group and you know for Hef and something that Hef will like from all of us but there was always attitude. I remember it being when we did the white dresses I remember it being so snarky and so uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah you probably felt it more than me because you were so new. I was new and I was living there and they were hating on me for living there. Like they had such attitude. Their whole their whole thing was you had the best of both worlds. You had an apartment and you got to stay at the mansion. Like why would you give that up? I want to ask you too because my birthday is so close to Christmas that I kind of meld it into like the world of holidays and I wanted to ask you like did you have any expectations when you moved in about what a birthday at the mansion was going to be like like did you think Hef was going to do anything special for your birthday or if it was it just going to get overlooked or what did you think that do you have any expectations as to what that was going to look like I don't think I had an expectation but my birthday wasn't for like another year once I moved in and so I kind of um got to see what everybody else did so I kind of knew what to expect it was always just I don't mean just as in this isn't good enough but I mean it was just dinner and come back and then there was like cake and champagne so I I knew I knew what was happening Mm -hmm. before my birthday came around so I don't think I had any other expectations I always thought it would be cool if we could do something like big or because we have this whole mansion and all the all these girls around and stuff like why don't we do something fun and big but it I knew it wasn't ever going to be like that well eventually we did well yeah eventually but like yeah. not, at that not time. while the girls were there yeah at that time I was like oh it's never going to be that it's always going to be mm-hmm. this I'd seen a couple birthdays by the time my birthday rolled around the first one was right after I moved in and this girl had a birthday and she was irate that her birthday wasn't good enough she was irate that nothing special happened on her birthday she was irate she ended up like sneaking out and I went with her sneaking out because this was like in the very very early days no because this was in the early days I just moved in a couple weeks ago and it wasn't that I was dying to go out or anything but at that point in time I was still thinking like this is going to be a sorority like we have each other's backs Oh, shit. So I went out with her. And I remember the next morning, Hef asked me, he goes, was it fun? And I go, yeah, I didn't really have fun. Because to be honest, I did not. Like, to me, it was like I was just going for the sake of that girl because I wanted to be supportive of her because I felt like she had been somewhat welcoming to me. I have so many questions. Yeah. Wait, Hef knew you guys snuck out? 
Well, no, we didn't. I don't know if it was sneaking out. It was more like she had a confrontation with him because it was her birthday. We went out that night. There was a cake. The girls got her gifts like we typically do. Hef got her like cheapo Playboy costume jewelry like he usually does. And she was just irate that her birthday wasn't more special. And she was throwing a tantrum in her room. And she kept saying to Hef, she's like, well, if you're not gonna do anything special on my birthday, I wanna go out, I wanna go to this club. And he very reluctantly let her take the limo. And me and one other girl went with her, like, to be supportive. So it wasn't like we were sneaking out. I feel like it was kind of sneaking out just because of the way I was after that. Like, I was way more loyal toward him. But at the time, I thought, you know, this girl's been somewhat welcoming to me moving in. I need to support her. Like, I'm not gonna bail on her. But it wasn't fun. Like, we went to some club. It was lame. We ended up sitting at some person's apartment. It was lame. So when Hef asked me, did you have fun? I go, no, I didn't really have fun. Like, just being honest. And he goes, good. But no, she was pissed. I don't know what she was expecting or what she was comparing it to, but she was throwing a tantrum about it. She was like, when we went to Europe for his birthday, he had a cake in every single country. Spoiled little man. Oh my God. Like she was pissed. And he gave her this like Playboy costume jewelry, which he probably didn't even give any mind to. It was probably like Mary and Norma picked it out. And she was freaking out because it was gold and she hated gold. He knows I hate gold. He knows I never wear gold, which I call bullshit on. Like he does not pay attention to his girlfriend's tastes or likes or anything. Wow. But she was throwing a tantrum and she was on one. So I didn't have huge expectations for my birthday after seeing that. But then another birthday rolled around. And this was the birthday of the girl who was one of his favorites at the time. So what did we do for her birthday in contrast to the other girl's birthday? Luxury trip to Vegas. Really? Yeah, for everybody. We stayed at the MGM. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Mansions, which if you don't know what that is, that's like a high-roller villa at the MGM that they don't even like offer for a price. They just give to like their high-rollers and stuff. And, you know, we went out clubbing and these nice restaurants like two nights in a row and private jet, all the works for her birthday. Oh shit! So that kind of opened Wait, my was eyes. Was the other girl still there and totally oh, yeah, pissed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was she pissed? I don't remember her being pissed in the. Well, she wouldn't have confided in me at that time because by the time the Vegas birthday rolled around, everybody hated me. Oh, okay. so things had turned. But I think she was more excited that she got to go to Vegas and like be wild and crazy and stuff Do the like whole that. Thing. Yeah, even though it wasn't her birthday. Yeah, it was still good. Yeah, and I think she was accustomed to the point that that girl was way more favored than her. Like she already knew that. But it was such a stark contrast. But after seeing the Vegas birthday, I thought, oh, maybe I could do something cool for my birthday. So of course, what I wanted to do is go to Disneyland. Is there any big surprise there? And I remember like one of the 
older girlfriends at the time, she asked me like what I want to do for my birthday. And I said, oh, I'd really love to go to Disneyland. I wonder if Hef would take us. And she goes, oh yeah. She goes, and she was totally being nice. She was totally trying to help me. So I'm not like begging on her, but she was like, oh yeah, you know, Hef totally, he loves seeing things through new eyes. So what you need to tell him is that you've never been to Disneyland before. And I couldn't do that. I'm just a bad liar. I couldn't do that because that's like a big lie to uphold. Because obviously like Disneyland is like a huge thing for me. Like I had an annual pass back when they were cheap, (laughs) even back then. So I I just didn't feel like, because at the time I saw Hef as somebody that I respected intellectually and didn't want to lie to. And I felt like that would be a heavy lie to keep up over the course of my time knowing him that I had never been to Disneyland before. And I go, oh, that's not true. I never. So she turns around, honey, do you know that Holly has never been to Disneyland before? we should go we should go for her birthday and she was totally doing something nice for me so I don't like mean to be hateful but that was just an example of like how some of those women there just like knew how to work men yeah and just like were good at it and I was not good at it (laughs) wow and so he said yes yeah because we went yeah so we went we took like a bus down there and I was so excited because I got to go to club 33 for the first time which he was not a member but for some reason Mary was always able to get him these perks well I remember my first birthday like I was expecting just dinner and a Mm -hmm. movie like everyone else got but we did actually go to Disneyland for my birthday and some it was somebody else's birthday too we both had the same birthdays Mm -hmm. and I was like surprised but I didn't feel like it was I didn't feel like it was like my we were going for my birthday I just felt like we were going to Disneyland and it happened to be my birthday like more of a group thing kind of yeah it didn't the only thing that made it stand out as like it was your birthdays is there was um dinner afterwards and a cake that said happy birthday Mm -hmm. to us but I didn't feel like the Disneyland trip was per se our birthday and then after that all the birthdays still went back to dinner and you know just pick a place for dinner and then back to the mansion so I don't even know why we did Disneyland that that first year it was probably me telling Mary you know what we should do (laughs) you know what Bridget's never been to Disneyland (laughs) (laughs) well because the other girl whose birthday it was I don't think she would have picked that either no I don't think so either so that's why I'm saying I don't think it was either one of us I think it just the birthdays got tacked onto a trip that was already planned either that or have said I have two birthdays on the same day what am I going to do and the secretary's like why don't you guys just go to Disneyland or something the yeah. both like that like just you know something that everybody might like yeah and throw it in there I don't know I don't know how it happened or how it came to me because I was still pretty new and I just know that I would have never have asked for that and I never would have expected that and we ate at the ESPN zone which is weird like who picked that yeah I don't know that either because I definitely didn't even know that restaurant existed so I didn't (laughs) pick it or anything nor am I like some big sports fan where I'm like oh you know what the game is on later that night and we have to go to ESPN zone and 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 celebrate there I won't get into it too much because I've talked about this on the show before but the Christmas presents my first Christmas there were unreal we were given money to spend on each other and it was just like designer bags designer shoes all these gift certificates it was so amazing and mind-blowing to me because I never had anything like that I remember calling home and like telling my parents oh we got all this I didn't tell my parents anything else that was going on at the mansion but I sure told people about the presents because that was insane wow well when I was there the following year there was not that and we did not get money to buy the other girls presents we had to do that on our own and that was another thing that made the mean girls 
hate me so much is they knew what I got that first year and they're like why are we not getting that a lot of tension I felt like came around the holidays because of expectations and wanting certain things and not being a budget for it or have not doing that anymore or whatever. Yeah. And they were very, very bitter about there not being a bigger budget. Why should they, they felt like, why should I be forced to buy these girls that I don't even like a bunch of presents? Like, I don't even want to spend the holidays with them. Why should I have to buy them presents? If Hef wants me to buy them presents, he needs to pay for it. That first Christmas, I guess, that I was there, like, I got everybody... Uh, juicy tracksuits. That's a good gift. I would be very happy with a juicy tracksuit. Right yeah, now. <laughs> me too. <laughs> right now. So my second Christmas at the mansion, that was the Christmas or our first Christmas with the mean girls. And we were not given all the money to spend on each other like yeah. the year before. So I think they expected to get like really extravagant gifts. And then what we got were these giant bags full of like random trinkets but the mean girls were irate because they felt like they got cheated for Christmas and somehow that turned into them blaming me for it and saying that I picked out like why would I do that if I picked out the stuff you'd be getting fucking Disney toys you know what I mean (laughs) like it was not stuff that was like up my interests at all yeah but you know I got blamed for that and they were mad. <laughs> yeah. And then that year, um, we went and saw the Christmas lights again. We went to Candy Cane Lane. I think we also went to like Pasadena and did some houses out that way. Yeah, I don't remember. I definitely remember Candy Cane Lane. And I remember going to McDonald's afterwards. Yes, I was going to say and that. And something, it was funny because it's not like I didn't have the chance to like grab fast food when I was out running errands during the day. But something felt so novel about going to a fast food place when we were out with Hef. It happened very rarely. But when we did, we thought it was so cool. And there was something so fun and nostalgic about like yeah. getting a hamburger at McDonald's. Or like there were a couple times we went to Taco Bell. And even on the show, there's like a whole scene where we go to our Arby's. Oh, yeah. But it was just like felt like this, you know, fun novelty because we never got to do that. <laughs> yeah, totally. And this time, though, we didn't do it with a limo. We got like a big bus. And I remember like making sure we had hot cocoa and stuff to spike it with. Yeah. And we had eggnog on there and, of course, champagne and wine and all that kind of stuff and cookies and all kinds of like fun stuff for our trip. But I don't think the bus had a bathroom. I, I was just going to say that because when you started to say hot chocolate, because I'm one of those people that's always drinking something and I always have to pee. I think that's why we went to McDonald's. Yeah, I was by just the time we say. were done with the lights, I was like, I have to piss so fucking bad. So we turned off on like the Tarzana McDonald's. But then it became like a thing and we did it every year. We went to the McDonald's and used the bathroom. And I remember we got a McRib because they do them at holiday time. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear they're going to cancel the McRib? They're not going to cancel the McRib. Like people are so full of it. They're saying it. They're like, this is your, it says on their uh, menu thing, this is the last chance to have a buy the McRib. So it'll be gone for a year. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the Enchirito. I was so excited. Or the Mexican pizza that they canceled. Well, they, but they, it was gone for a long time. The Enchirito's been gone a long time at Taco Bell. The Enchirito really has been gone a long time. Like, I feel like the last time I remember getting an Enchirito was like high school. But what was the vibe of the New Year's Eve party for you compared to the other mansion parties? Uh, New Year's Eve was always very um, mellow, small kind of quiet new year's eve has always kind of had a depressing vibe for me i think because when i was first told about it as a kid i thought something really cool was going to happen at midnight 
And then I said to my mom, well, what's going to happen if I stay up? And she goes, nothing. You just wish everybody a happy new year. And I remember being so disappointed. You're like, I stayed up for this? I thought it was going to be like fireworks and like all this cool shit. And I hate the old Lang Syne song. Oh, I feel like that, that makes me Eve get song. into tears. That it's song. It's so depressing. Like that is not how I want to kick off my new year. And there was something about that party at the mansion. Not that we didn't have fun. Not that it wasn't like a fun party. But it ended way earlier than the other parties because I felt like after midnight, everybody just kind of dispersed. Yeah. Which is weird. Why do you need to do that? You can still stay and party. But everybody kind of dispersed. It was a formal party. Like you could wear lingerie or a gown and guys had to be formal. Guys had to be like in tuxes sort of. Yeah. So there was just kind of a vibe. And I know Hef did not like New Year's Eve. So just the vibe was kind of Wait, like... Wait, why didn't he like New Year's Eve? I feel like he, he didn't, told me. Yeah. He didn't like New Year's Eve because he felt that it was always like a bad time for him in relationships. So Bridget, what was your first New Year's Eve party at the mansion like? Um, it was, I mean, I had fun, but like, like we said earlier there, it's the vibe at the New Year's Eve party is a little bit more, um, softer than most mm-hmm. parties and it's not quite as crazy as some of the other ones, but it's still fun and it's still something to be at and do. So I was really excited about that because, you know, New Year's Eve is tricky. I was more excited, like planning my outfits and stuff too. Yeah. I remember that year I was trying to like sew a bunny costume and then have freaked out and said I couldn't wear a bunny costume to a party. Oh. Which makes sense. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. That you shouldn't probably wear a bunny costume to a party, but, you know, I was just having fun, you know, thinking about, like, dressing up and always being on theme as usual, but... That reminds me, sorry, it's Halloween related, but Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be, like, a zombie bunny Well, didn't you do that after you left? Yes. Yeah, it was really cute. I really wanted to be a zombie bunny and have, like, pitched a fit (gasps) and said, no way, you cannot be a dead bunny. (laughs) But didn't he give you permission to do it later? No, I just did it later. After I left the mansion, I did it. Why, for some reason, do I have a fake memory in my head? Like, I felt like when you did, because you did it for like a Halloween party, right? After you left the mansion. Yeah, in Vegas. And it looked really cute. And for some reason, I feel like you got, I felt like you got permission to do that. Why do I? No, I got permission to um, do the Hef costume for my costume line. That's probably what I'm thinking of. But I didn't get permission to do the dead bunny because I knew he wouldn't let me. You know what I did after I left the mansion? I did a night at the Palms when they still had the Playboy Club. I was a bunny dealer for charity and like any tips I got went to charity and I had a new bunny costume made for that, a black one and Angel covered it in Swarovski crystals, jet ones and it is stunning. That sounds amazing. Stunning. And then we were doing something for Angel on Holly's World where she was like modeling for the Playboy Club and they had like a bunny costume for her to wear and we were going to cover it in Crystal Volcano. Do you know the Crystal yes. Volcano Swarovski yes, yes, Crystal? Yes. If you guys don't know, it's like this purplish rainbow Swarovski. Red it's and so orange. pretty. And we were going to cover it with that. But some- With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Somehow, like, somebody got wind of it and they're like, no, you can't do those rhinestone bunny costumes anymore. (gasps) 
Somebody from Playboy said it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, I hate it when people describe things that are covered with a nice Swarovski crystal as bedazzled. Oh, because bedazzled to me means like those cheap. fake rhinestone, cheap plastic ones. Yeah. When and it's Swarovski crystals, it is like practically diamonds. Yeah. And back <laughs> in the day, they used to sell a thing called a bedazzler, which was like this little staple gun thing that would put cheap plastic rhinestones on like a jean jacket or something. Yeah. But anyway, I was super into my costume. Like, and I did, mm-hmm. I bedazzled. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I Swarovski crystaled a bra, like blue and the white crystals or clear crystals. Mm-hmm. And then I wore, and we use it later in the episodes, the blue um, and little, the blue little snow jacket the with the white outfit. trim yeah. Yeah, that we use for ice skating later. But I, I bought it originally for this party. I wore a peach sheer lingerie outfit that I bought on a store on Hollywood Boulevard. So it was super cheap. It was so cheap. I put a few crystals on it, but it was really pretty. I've always loved the look of like peach lingerie. It just has this very like 1930s old Hollywood glamour for me. It does have a me. vintage look to it, that but color. I remember when I went shopping for that, I got it at a store called Playmates on Hollywood Boulevard, I which remember. has nothing to do with Playboy. And I'm always surprised Playboy didn't like sue. I used to Because think I think too. it was like a store with like stripper clothes and I feel like people probably thought it was related to Playboy but it wasn't and the store I think the reason they didn't sue is the store was around first like the store got started in like the 30s wow yeah and it was called Playmates so I went there and I was shopping and I had a bunch of things in my arm and I got what I call a psychic download like you just get like information and a voice in your head out of nowhere and something told me because I had a couple different outfits to look at and try on and something told me look inside the underwear of one of them because usually you would never think to do that because when you're shopping at a store they have like those sanitary strips on the inside of like bathing suits I'm so and scared stuff. of what you're going to tell me right now I looked in snail trail mm. <laughs> so gross so I abandoned that outfit <laughs> oh they didn't have just another p- different pair of... Well, it was like I grabbed just like... Because everything was so cheap in there. I just mm. grabbed like a bunch of stuff and that was like one of the looks I was oh, into. Oh, you had already bought it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I had, just had it in my hand as I was shopping and something told me, look in the Ew. underwear. So I just like threw it away. Oh my God. Like on the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh. So bad. So now we're at Thanksgiving of 2003. And when I was looking at my photos from this Thanksgiving, we're still in the Mean Girls era. Crystal Camden lives there with us. And I was looking at the pictures and the only thing I think was like, oh my God, I look wrecked. My hair was just so scraggly and damaged. And I think if other people looked at that this picture, I'll put it on my Patreon. I don't think other people would necessarily look and be like, oh my God, what's wrong with her? But because it's me and I know myself, I'm looking at it and I just look strained and unhealthy. And like one of my eyes is kind of more open than the other eye. I just look wonky. And I think it's just the stress I was under at the time. That is so interesting that you say that because I look at so many pictures from Girls Next Door. I mean, yeah, from that whole, well, not even Girls Next Door, but just the whole time Mm -hmm. at Playboy. And I feel like my eyes look like they're pulling down underneath in so many pictures. And I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I don't think I see that. Yeah. And I don't know. And I don't remember that before I was there. And I keep wondering to myself, like, why do my, does my face look like that while I was there? Was it the stress that 
I was feeling from all the the drama of the other girls because I feel like it gets better later on when we're doing Girls yeah. Next Door. Like I don't have that like pulling down under my eyes type thing, but I just look so tired. And I mean, I know we're doing a lot of clubbing and a lot of partying and there was a lot of stress. So I guess all of that really affects the way you look. I mean, of course it does, but it's crazy. Like I look at these pictures and I'm like, I look weird. It really is, because here I was in my early 20s, and in some ways my face looks weird and older than it does now, and it's definitely at the worst during that era, and I think it was just because, you know, here we were doing all these super late nights, drinking, like I personally was getting obliterated every time we went out, like wasted, and just all the stress we were under, because at that point we'd been living with the mean girls for like two years, and it was just so toxic. Yeah. And I can see it in my face. Yeah, I never made that correlation until you said that about your eye. And I was like, maybe that was what's wrong with my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? Not in, all, not in all the pictures. Some I think I look normal, but there's yeah. other ones where I really see this like pulling down. And I don't, and I was like, I don't know why I look like that. Is it the way I was doing my makeup? Like, was I just really tired? Yeah, I think it's stress. And we got to go to some cool like holiday parties that Hef would get invited to. And the one I remember the most was Nicholas Cage's yes. because he lived in this amazing house called the Firestone Mansion. Look it up. It's just like a beautiful home. And he had this tented party in the backyard. And it was the first time I'd ever went to a party that was like winter wonderland where it they have like the in... fake snow and like the little birch trees with the lights in them and stuff like that. It was so cool. It was so beautiful. It was like everything you looked at was like a picture scene, like with Instagram now, you would want to take a million pictures in that. Yeah. That house was incredible. That I mean, it was so nice. And I remember there was real snow. I was like, real snow. We're in LA. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. I'd never seen anything like it. Because now you see that decor quite a bit. Like, people do it for weddings a lot. Yeah. But um, this was the first time I'd seen it. Yeah, this was this was a while ago. I feel like it was before people were really doing that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. And going all out like that. So semi-regularly, Hef would take us to these Hollywood house parties. And I don't know how to describe them. I wouldn't say stuffy, but like one time I was making a comment about one of these parties to my boyfriend and he said, I bet you've seen some shit. And I was like, no, not at these. Because I think when you talk about Hollywood parties, people think like Illuminati, sex parties, eyes wide shut, but not the ones we went to. These were like, I don't want to say stuffy, but I don't know. They were just house parties that like, a producer would throw right before the Oscars and you'd see all kinds of celebrities there and stuff. What do you remember about those parties? Um, I remember them. I remember thinking they were really cool to go to and I was so excited and everything, but I always felt really uncomfortable. I felt like people were kind of giving us the look, like the side eye, like, what are they doing here? How'd they get on the list? <laughs> Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Like, and it wouldn't be like celebrities that you'd recognize. It would be mostly sad to say it would be like the older women in the room. Not every older woman. I don't want to say everybody, but usually when I would see people dogging us, it would be like the older Beverly Hills trophy wives. And I have never seen insecurity speak louder than those people because it wasn't like you just got a vibe or like caught a dirty look here and there. It's like we would walk into a room and they'd look at each other and look back at us and make sure we were looking and like theatrically roll their eyes and laugh. Some people would even point like just 
dogging us. So I kind of use that as an opportunity to like get a preview of what plastic surgery not to get. (laughs) At least you learn something from it. Yeah, which is a mean thing to say, but they were being mean first. So that was how I coped. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of like stuffy people getting offended by our presence, do you remember when we went to a Valentine's Day dinner at Dan Tana's, which is this really tiny West Hollywood Italian restaurant that's really... It's it's beloved in LA. So you'll see a lot of celebrities there and stuff. Do you remember that? I totally remember it. <laughs> so we were seated in this kind of small corner of the restaurant. And there was like an older celebrity couple in there. And I started to see out of the corner of my eye, they were getting really agitated. And they ended up like throwing their napkins down and leaving in a huff. And I just got the feeling it was because of us somehow, like they didn't want to be in the same room as us, or maybe they thought they weren't getting waited on as much because they were busy taking like 10 people's order in Hef's booth or something. Well, we were definitely a big group and we definitely had the attention of the waiters and stuff. And I don't mean that in a sexual way, like they were all over yeah. us or anything like that. I just mean that we were a big party and they were a couple of two people sitting in the booth next and they were definitely pissed about us. They gave us the side eye big time, like made it definitely known. They just got up and walked out. Yeah, they did not want to be seen in the same room as us. So this next year, it was our second Christmas with the Mean Girls, and they had been so disappointed in our first Christmas that they decided that we should all make Christmas lists for each other so that when we bought each other gifts, we were at least getting people what they wanted. And I made up a list to give to everybody. And I remember two of the Mean Girls came into the master bedroom and asked me for my list, and I gave it to them. And they sat at the end of the bed and were like talking shit about my list and like looking at each other and rolling their eyes and smirking like right in front of me. And I didn't know what to do. Like now I would look at somebody and be like, is there a problem? Yeah. But back then I was so not confident and didn't know how to stand up to bullies. And I just couldn't believe they were doing that in front of my face, like as if I couldn't see them, that I just didn't know what to do. So after they walked out, I went to your room and was just kind of confiding in you about it. And I was like, I just can't believe. And I wasn't talking shit. I wasn't like oh my god and they were smirking their ugly ass faces at me like I wasn't saying anything like that I was just like I was just like I don't know if I can take it here anymore it's just one thing after the other and all of a sudden one of the mean girls comes barging into your room and is screaming at us because she was listening at the door she was eavesdropping and she was so outraged and I don't even know why because it's not like I was talking shit or saying mean things about them I was just confiding in you about how mean they were being in front of my face which they were yeah and that's just an example of how you know I constantly felt like I always had to be on high alert at that place and I think that's why I was so stressed and even my face looks weird from the stress because you just never knew when you were being listened to or when you were going to get screamed at or when a cat fight was going to break out. Yeah, I wish, I really wish, I, I mean, I know we've talked to, to death about the Mean Girl era, but I really wish that we could like just let you feel what that felt like for one second, you know, how stressful it really, really was and how it just felt like there was not an out. Obviously, you can leave, obviously, but like I'm talking, but you, but you let feel them like, win. Yeah, you, you let them win and you already have so much invested in it and it's just you feel stuck yeah I wish I could make people feel what we feel too for a minute just out of curiosity because I know it probably doesn't sound relatable 
But this wasn't just like, oh, there's a bully at work, so then you go home and live your normal life. No, it's bully it was 24/7. like you're co- surrounded by it twenty four seven, and you feel like the rug is gonna get ripped out from under you because you might get kicked out on the street if one of them makes up a lie and Hef decides to believe it, and you're not ready to leave yet because you haven't saved enough money or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it just felt like do or die. So you had a really cute Christmas tree at the mansion. Yeah, like you were saying before, the um, Christmas tree downstairs is a little underwhelming, and I I love decorating the Christmas tree. It's like a tradition that I yeah. do, you know, every year, of course, so many people do. And I wanted to still do that, so I bought a fake Christmas tree, like and a full one too, like seven and a half feet tall, <laughs> like full Christmas tree for my bedroom, and got all the candy ornaments and everything and decorated it. So I was super excited, and I remember Hef was like super amped anti-fake um, trees because we kept trying to tell him that we he should just get a fake tree because you know what they would do? They would get a real tree and then to make it perfect they would buy extra branches and cut off the bottom branches and they would have to like wire them into the tree to make it a perfect tree in the living room and I was just like why is he doing all of that when he could just get a fake tree? Now I know some people are just like adamant it has to be a real yeah. tree so I get that but like I didn't feel like that was what it was for him. I think he just thought that fake trees were gross. Yeah <laughs> trees were gross and didn't look real and then he came in and he saw my tree and he could not believe that it wasn't real and I'm like yeah, yeah. fake trees are coming a long way <laughs> yeah because I tried to convince him to get a fake tree for a while because I really wanted to decorate the tree and I just love Christmas decor and I'm one of those obnoxious people that starts doing it well I would say right after Thanksgiving but I have been known to also have a year-round tree so <laughs> I guess that's even like not really where I'm at but I wanted him to put up the tree earlier because with the real tree that the staff had to like construct basically he only put it up like a few days before Christmas and I'm like that's a waste because to me it just seems like such a waste of effort to spend that much time on a tree and then it's only up for two days well they didn't want to put it up any earlier because it was a real tree yeah. and they felt like it would get dry and would be fire damp or fire whatever you fire know what hazard, I'm fire yeah. hazard yeah fire damage <laughs> um yeah so they didn't want to set it up earlier and we were like no the tree needs to be up like all of december yeah so he finally agreed to get a fake tree because of yours yeah which is great. Yeah, but that didn't come until like the next year. Oh, until, really? Like, I'm jumping ahead again? No, n- not really. Well, I, the first year I got to decorate the tree was in 2004 after the Mean Girls left. Oh. And I just feel like for some reason after they got kicked out, it's just everything got easier at the mansion. I feel well, like if I would have tried to decorate a tree while they were still there somehow they would have sabotaged it like they would have like let Archie into the room to ruin the tree or they would have like stolen the ornaments or they would have like told Hef it was stupid or something yeah oh well they definitely would have because first of all I wanted to say it makes sense that it was the year after because he sees my tree this year and then the next year like does it early and gets the other tree and stuff but the but going back to the other girls like making fun they would have definitely balked about it being Disney themed oh yeah and balked about it they would have like even though it looked it was a great looking tree like they would have been like oh you're getting a fake tree this year just because they knew I asked for it like Mm -hmm. it would have just been like they would have made it their mission to like dog on the tree yeah and Christmas was really a two-parter. I mean, it is for so many people, but for us, it was like Christmas Eve was a more casual night and kind of like a regular buffet night. And then Christmas Day was much more formal. And it was like, you know, name cards at the seats. And I always dressed up. We all really dressed up and everything. Yeah. Do you remember, did Hef's kids ever come to Christmas or Christmas Eve dinner? I know his brother was always there. 
Yeah, Keith was always there. Um, And then his older kids did come sometimes. It just depended on the year. Yeah, I don't think they were always there, but they came. And the younger kids, though, um, I feel like they may have stopped in sometimes, but I don't feel like they were around too much for the holidays. And the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day that year, it was just like the height of the tension between us and the Mean Girls. Like you can see it in the group photos because it's like me, you and Crystal on one side and then the Mean Girls on the other. And one of the Mean Girls is refusing to smile. Yeah, it was just like really awkward. And that was the year there was I saw a picture from that year where it was like me, you, Crystal, Audra and Stacy in the picture. And I'm like, I think I put it up on the Patreon before. And I'm like, that should have been the group. Like we would have had so much fun if it was just us living there. We would have had a blast. So between that year and the next year of holidays, the Mean Girls move out. So everything changed. Like the whole, the atmosphere at the mansion, everything changed. Everything got better for the most part. And that was the year I finally convinced Tef to get a fake tree. And I finally got to decorate it. And I just loved decorating that tree. And I remember Hef was like, you can only do it if you put one piece of tinsel on every single strand. Oh my God, I forgot about like tinsel that is psychotic like I don't first of all this was a huge tree and it was a really thick tree with a ton of branches I'm like I don't even know if I can do that because like the tree was so thick I was like there's no way like you'd be here for five days putting one strand of tinsel but I was able to kind of fudge it because like the ribbons I chose had like kind of sparkles in them and like a lot of the ornaments were sparkly so when the lights were turned on the tree just kind of glowed so I did put some tinsel on there and he was tricked he was like oh yeah that looks great that's amazing like I'm really impressed with the tinsel and I'm like whoo because I I don't I don't know if I could have done the one strand on every branch I know well I feel like you were like do you want to come help me do tinsel yeah I was like I don't know if I can do this so I did as much as I could and then he came down and saw this looks great and I was like whoo yeah thank god thank god I remember um is this 2004 we're in right now yes because I should mention for Thanksgiving too that year my grandpa died Mm -hmm. and just before Thanksgiving so he died on November 22nd and I think Thanksgiving was like November 24th or something that year and his birthday is November 26th or was or would have been or however you want to say that and um so he died so I flew home and we couldn't do the funeral right away because it's Thanksgiving so like the you know we have to do it after and so I think his funeral was actually on his birthday but I had to stay home well I didn't have to but obviously I'm going to I I went home on November 22nd the day he died and then um I was home for Thanksgiving with my family which was like really hard to do with Hef and stuff and then I remember when I came back I asked to go home for something after that not long after that probably maybe something prior to the holiday for like Christmas or something or maybe something right after the new year and he said I can't believe you're asking me to go home again. I let you go home for your grandpa's funeral. And I was like, I just felt like I had been slapped in the face. It's disgusting to me. Like, I remember you telling me that story kind of recently. Like, I'm not sure I knew about it at the time that he said that to you. And even though I have dealt with a lot of Hef moments like that, that was still shocking to me. And I was like, what the fuck? He let you go home for your grandpa's funeral? Yeah. Like, and I fuck re- off. I remember when I first went home the day he died, I didn't know when the funeral was going to be yet because he just died that day. So I was like, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it on Friday after 
for Thanksgiving or if we have to wait till the weekend or I don't know like when it's going to be I'll let you know and then it turns out it wasn't going to be until Saturday so I was going to be there for Thanksgiving and stuff and it turned into like being gone for like almost well not quite a week but probably like five days or something which is a long time for half like he does he can't you can't be gone that long mm-hmm. you can be gone like three days four days but if you're gone for five days or more I mean he acts like you might as well just move out like you don't care about him anymore or something and it's just ridiculous because obviously it's special circumstances but also you had been there for like a couple years at that point you'd never like misbehaved or done anything you weren't supposed to do like why were we never allowed to earn any trust it just blows my mind yeah it's ridiculous and it's so sad to me that he had to like ruin things like that because I'm looking at pictures from that Thanksgiving when you were gone and I see pictures of like me and Kendra and we both look so happy and I can tell when I look at my scrapbooks if it's like a fake smile for the camera which it was most of the time or if I'm really happy and I remember you were gone and we were babysitting Gizmo. So we took Gizmo out of the room and we were like taking him down to the Thanksgiving table and taking pictures so we could give him to you and take pictures of Gizmo outside the room. And just, it was just such a good little moment in time where like everybody was getting along, we we're doing nice things for each other. And then half has to come with the, I let you go home. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah, and I and I was always hesitant to call him when I was gone for the for his death too because I was just like, oh god, is he going to be pissed that the, they didn't do the funeral yet? Like it's out of my control. Yeah. You know? like, do you remember the creepy bear? Yes, that sat on the bench. Yeah. So there, other than like the garlands and the tree, there weren't like a lot of like superfluous Christmas decorations at the mansion. But there were a couple like Christmas stuffed animals they would set. (laughs) They would set on the bench in the great hall, and one of them was a big teddy bear, and he moved. But it was weird. He would just kind of move his head like this really slowly. It moved so slow that you almost thought it, it didn't seem right. Like you had to like look again and be like, wait, did that bear just move? And you're like, oh yeah, it is moving. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. And it was just like this creepy, like vacant eyed teddy bear that would like move really slow. Did it play music? Not that I know of. It just moved its head. So, it was so strange and just not in a way that was like, cute it was just kind of like creepy and weird and like broken toy ish it was really weird I remember too that um Barry Gordy if you guys know who he is I'm like pulling out some people from the past but like (laughs) he's like a you know music producer guy started Motown yeah and he's good friends with Hef and he um well we went to his Christmas party too which was Mm -hmm. amazing at one point but um every year his wife and and him would get Hef this amazing flower arrangement for Christmas and this flower (gasps) arrangement the gingerbread yes this floral arrangement was just gigantic and it was amazing like I was so inspired by the, these every year I'd be like did the, the Gordy's like arrangement come yet because like I'm gonna see it and it had these two gingerbreads in it and they sang we wish you a Merry Christmas and I fell in love with these gingerbreads so much and it have let me borrow them at first and I put them by my tree in my room but he didn't let me have them at first eventually he, I think he gave them to me right well no one of the mean girls I think took the gingerbread <gasps> Well, first of all, okay, did one gingerbread come with the arangement or did both? I thought both did. I thought two did. I wish we had better photo documentation of that because why do I feel like there was one gingerbread and later we found out there was a girl version made and got the girl? Because that could be like 
I feel like you and like the worst mean girl like both wanted that gingerbread and she got the first one or something. Ew. Like you borrowed it for a minute then she kept whining about the gingerbread and she got the gingerbread and then you found the gingerbreads on eBay. Like that I feel like I, I think you that. found the gingerbreads on eBay and you got them for me for Christmas. Okay that's probably what it was. And then later in life like after I left the mansion I was like you know what I want more of those gingerbread yeah. and I went on and I found more on eBay. Not very many but there was like I was able to get like four more. There's You guys there's something about these gingerbreads they're just like extra cute. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, and it might be one of those things where a photo doesn't do it justice, so I don't want to like build it up. But they were so cute, and they sang a song, and they like would bob around. Yeah, they and move they their head the back and forth, thing. and they sing. And one's a boy, and one's a girl, and they sing. We wish you a merry Christmas. Like, and if you push the buttons at the same time, they sing it in unison. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta push so them right cute. at the same time though. <laughs> but they're really, really cute. Anyway, but that's how I found out about them. They came in that Barry Gordy like arrangement that was amazing. Barry Gordy was Chris Jennering before Chris Jenner was Chris Jennering. Because you know she always has like the gingerbread houses okay, and like the stuff she sends Can people. we talk about those for a second? Those because are from Solvang Bakery. Are they really? Solvang, yeah. They're the cutest thing ever. Which I don't know, I'm my mind, like who delivers though? I mean, I guess things get delivered every day, but when I think of a gingerbread house, they just seem so fragile and they have to take those gingerbreads all the way from Solvang to Calabasas. That just seems like a feat. Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, there's a whole gingerbread store in Solvang and they do like Valentine's gingerbread houses and they put like your name and it's really cute. I didn't even know and I've been to Solvang multiple times. I don't even know about the gingerbread store. I think um, I think they do special ones for her or like ones that kind of look like their houses a little bit. <sighs> it's but, so yeah. cute. I'm super jealous of that. I want one. <laughs> They're really cute. <laughs> I want one and I want to do it for other people because I think yeah. it's just the cutest thing ever. And we used to do cookie nights. Speaking of gingerbread, we used to do cookie nights at the mansion. The mystery of cookie night. So cookie night, I don't remember the first year I got involved with it, if it happened the first year or the second year I was there. But one of Half Sex Girlfriend's, Brandy Roderick, started this cookie night. So it was something I took over. And I was told the cookies were being made for orphans. Like you made the cookies and dropped them off at an orphanage. And then, and Brandy stopped by like the first time I did it, but then she left and I tried to get in touch with her and I'm like, where did you drop the cookies off? And then it got back to me through like five other people because this was before people were texting and it was like the orphanage. So I'm calling like every possible orphanage child shelter they're like we can't take homemade cookies because that's like unsanitary like what are you talking about like we don't accept homemade cookies so I'm like where were they taking these cookies I was so confused I have no idea so Brandy if you're out there help us solve the mystery of like the cookies but eventually we just didn't take them anywhere it was like we just made them for fun we did do them for the troops though too that's coming up in episode 6 oh so I'll save it (laughs) save that story zip it but cookie night was fun and I, I remember it. the first year it was really fun of course was this year 2004 because like the mean girls are gone we're like making friends with more of the playmates yeah and we really liked each other so presents got better like we actually wanted to get yeah. things people really wanted and really loved yeah like and we were excited like oh Kendra likes sports let's see what cool sports shit they make you yeah know? I remember getting her all kinds of stuff from the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Diego Chargers because yeah. she liked both those teams I got her so much shit from that 
And, and over the years, like I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but over the years, those presents from Hef got better. Because I think because we were on the show and he saw us more as like assets, it's like, oh, I'm going to get them really good gifts this year. So like we got some good shit moving forward. Yeah. So things just like really got better after this point. Like just yeah, in every aspect. Yeah. I look at pictures from New Year's Eve of 2005 and I'm like, I look so much more relaxed. Like I'm just like, I'm okay making goofy faces for the camera. I'm dancing around with Ray Anthony. Like it's just like the vibe of that place changed, which is another thing when people ask, well, why didn't you leave? Why did you stay so long? There was a period of time where things were getting better. Yeah. So you had hope because I was like, oh, you know, maybe things could, you know, get better. There were times where things were really good. Like I have lots of good memories. Yeah, so many good memories, and we're still making new ones. It's a busy holiday season, and we're looking forward to it. Speaking of which, we will be off December 26th and January 2nd. But we will be back with a very special episode January 9th. So however you guys are celebrating, we hope you have an amazing holiday, and we can't wait to get back to you guys. Bye.